You're listening to the two dumb users. <laughs> I'm in danger! Oh, what, I can't be snarky? No. Just rude? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is episode 347 of the Two Dumb Yinzers. Uh, we got some good stuff today. We got some bad stuff today. And the good stuff been... is I'm here. The bad and... stuff is Derpy's here. And oh, yep. shots fired. Yep, <laughs> I'm back. Something that's been eating Random. away at me. I, I wanted to see if either of you guys are able to help me out with my issue or not. All right, let's hear it. Uh, don't you think, and, and if it's it's out there, let me know because I, I need it. <laughs> but I, one thing that I've noticed in my adult life while grocery shopping and, and shopping for food, there's not an overabundance of squeezed cheese out there. Like, I mean, you could get your cheese whiz and, and kind of, you know, do that. But I, I want a selection of squeezed cheese, like bottles. Like when you go to the condiment aisle and there's your Heinz and your Hunts and your French's and your Hellman's and your Dukes and your, why does nobody get in on the squeeze cheese game? I'm that, that's, that's, I think that's America's favorite uh, condiment. It's because people like to eat cheese out of the bag in front of their refrigerator and act like they're a goblin or a gremlin. At least that's what I've learned on, off of Twitter. That's what people uh, like to do. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I have a theory. Is why there's not squeezed cheese out there available, which I think it's insane that it isn't. But cheese, unlike the ketchup and the mustard and the mayonnaise, you know, when people have, you know, things, they have picnics, they have get togethers, they tend to leave the condiments out for a while. Mm -hmm. And even past the time that people were eating, sometimes people forget to put it away. And I think cheese is just something that you really can't mess with. And, and I think a lot of people are probably staying away from it because. It's hard to keep a good shelf life on cheese, especially if it's not refrigerated constantly. And maybe that's the concern because people would leave this cheese out all the time. You, you know, and I'm not, I'm not even veering away from, you know, giving us the fake cheese. Give us the fake cheese. Like that stuff that you get with the little packs of uh, pretzels and that cheese. Mm -hmm. that's in the yeah. That cheese can't be real cheese. It sits out in, in room temperature constantly until you eat it. But something there needs to be. Guys, squeeze cheese. Scientists, quit trying to cure all the different types of cancer and get on this cheese. <laughs> That's what them. I'm getting at right now. Ryan wants to get the cheese. Uh, if we got to wait on them, I don't know. But I, I think if somebody wants to make a, you know, a lot of money, find a way to get cheese into a bottle and sell it to people. I, I would, I, I for one would buy it. And I think that I'm a pretty average guy when it comes to things like this. I think people would buy squeezed cheese. I think they would love it. They would put it on everything. They would put it on their burgers, their hot dogs, their fries, nachos, anything. And people might say, well, you can go get a job. But that's like, you know, what, why? Why Why can't we just have it in a bottle? Why? I, I don't know. I didn't realize it's like the pressing issue of the day. My, you are, you're, you're going off the deep end with the cheese. You well, just want to like spray it in your mouth, don't you? It's just disturbing. Well, I would like to spray it in my mouth. I'd like to have the opportunity if I would uh, want to. <laughs> you know, I mean, they have the aerosol cheese that you put on crackers. I mean, that, that's yeah, close. That, but, that, that's know? all you need. That's all you yeah. need. I want like, you know, when you go somewhere and you go to the local hot dog joint here and they have that bottle of cheese, I just want to squeeze my cheese on stuff. Is that, is that, is that so much? Is that so much to ask? 
no, not really, not really, but so there you you're are. You're very passionate about your cheeks. I just don't understand why it's not a thing. Why, why, I mean, why you know, maybe some even weirdo company that only makes cheese with their bottle clear down at the end of the aisle that nobody even knows. I looked, there's no weirdo cheese. There's no weirdo cheese. No, I was looking like for like a, a non name brand, maybe somebody else yeah. does it. But it must be a thing because nobody does it. I mean, what, what's the? There's got to be a. There's got to be something. There's got to be something. I I don't know what it is, but you know, maybe we should in, get in on this. Mike, there's a lot of money to be made in squeezed cheese. I promise you, people love cheese. <laughs> they love cheese. They do love their cheese, and they they do love squeezing stuff to get their to get their whatever it is out of the bottle. So yeah, I, we might be onto like a billion dollar idea here. The two dumb yinzer cheese. We'll go into Shark Tank. <laughs> me, you, and Derpy. With our cheese idea, that's more than likely happening than the Pirates winning a World Series. This well, year, damn straight it is. <laughs> I think a lot more likely. I just can't imagine. I, I, I squeeze cheese on everything. On everything. Here, I'll, I'll go buy you some like nacho cheese and I'll put it in a like an empty ketchup bottle for you. We you just got to figure it. out how to do the the get, you know get to the preserves. That might, that's actually a good idea though. That's that's not a bad idea. We, we put the cheese to... in a ketchup bottle. We have to figure out the preservatives, though. You know what I mean? I think that would probably be the issue is why people don't want to put their put cheese out on the shelf. I, I would guess. I don't know. Like, I, I, I like cheese, but I, I'm not a big I don't get the appeal of like, oh, I'm just going to go eat some cheese. I don't I don't understand that. I don't get it. I mean, I'm always the best, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm not constantly shoving cheese into my face. I'm just saying if I get something that. that yeah, that, you want cheese that, on that warrants. Yeah having squeezed cheese i at least like to at least have the option you know yeah i i, I understand there's no option wow <laughs> ryan's this is what ryan's gonna protest outside the government building one day <laughs> there'll be people protesting everything there's ryan i want my cheese i want my spray <laughs> cheese out of a bottle i know my life for one would be better if there was squeezed cheese <laughs> that's all i'm saying Brian's out here solving all the all the major issues going on in America right now. Fuck Russia. Fuck the submarine. We we need cheese. You want to be happy? I, you want to you want your uh, your cheese to be under the same amount of pressure that submarine was. <laughs> um, <laughs> meme. Uh, thought for a moment. Clear your mind. That meme with that little weird kid on The Simpsons sitting on the bus chuckles. I am in danger. You see yeah. the meme? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, cue that meme now. The Pittsburgh Maulers, they found their uh, opponent out last night. The USFL South Division had their championship game. It was between <laughs> the Birmingham Stallions and the New Orleans Breakers. The Oof. Stallions win this game 47-22. to 22. The Breakers supposedly had the second best defense only behind ours and a really good offense. The Stallions, right here again, cue that uh, cue that that meme. Their quarterback is a guy named Alex Magoo. Magoo, right? You would never thought Magoo. in your life you'd have a problem with a guy <laughs> named Magoo. But they got this quarterback, guys. He, he, he's he's just a, he's one of these guys he, he gets it done he does a lot of amazing things when he plays mm-hmm. yeah he had 310 yards passing four touchdowns eight carries ran the ball for 84 yards and a touchdown five touchdowns 
he, he's going to be a problem. He is. He he was running that offense very efficiently. He's what twenty touchdowns and five picks this year. He is. They're well, the number one offense. Really, yeah, I, I can see why too, man. He was firing on all cylinders. He's a damn good quarterback. Though their running back is fourth. Yeah, fourth in the league in rushing. So they they got a good offense, man. That number two receiver in the league. That offensive line was firing off the ball as well, too. It's going to be this is going to be a tough test for this defense. It is the number one offense versus the number one defense. You like to see it. These running backs again. Let, let me get back into the running backs, as Mike was saying. <laughs> uh, Person Junior. Okay, so on top of Magoo rushing for eighty-four yards and a touchdown, Person Junior runs for eighty-four yards. Marable runs for 72 yards mm-hmm. and a touchdown. It's a very relentless offense. Yeah. And it, it, it's going to, it's going to pose a challenge and not so much that I'm concerned about the offense versus defense. I think the big concern comes down to our offense versus their defense. Yeah. Because you got one and one, they're going to do what they're going to do. We're going to do what we're going to do. The difference in this game just might be, are we going to be able to do anything offensively? And can we, can we rely on the special teams enough to yep. keep us in a game that can score at will like this team does. So it, it, it's going to, you know, I, I'm going to put it out there. The Stallions, they're at nine and two at this point. The Maulers are five and six. So, yeah. I mean, you know, as good as our defense is, I, we're going to kind of need a miracle. <laughs> they are. It's it like Magoo real quick. He's the sixth leading rusher as well. Yeah. So not only is he the best passer, he's one of the best rushers in the league. They were four for four in the red zone. And, and let me remind you, the New Orleans Breakers have the number two defense right behind us. Um, Magoo, 310 passing, four touchdowns, 84 rushing, one touchdown. Both of those other running backs, 84 yards, 72 yards with a touchdown. Uh, four for four in the red zone. Uh, this team was 308 yards passing total, 245 yards rushing total. For a grand total of 553 yards. <laughs> oh, man. And this Magoo, he's one of these freaks. He, he's almost like um, he just goes out there and gets it done. There's nothing yep. that he does is wrong whenever it gets going with this guy and this team. Nothing that he could do is wrong. No, he, like I said, man, I, I watched what about a half of that game and he was just marching that deep offense up and down the field. And it, it didn't, he, does not get rattled. He's just con- in con- Oh my god, I'm stuttering here. In con- in con- in complete control. Oh my god, easy for me to say of that offense. He he knows that offense inside and out. They have weapons all over the place. You know, tight end, running back, quarterback. It it's going to be a tough one. I, I think the defense is going to. I think the defense will rise to the challenge. But like you said, it's going to come down to the Mallers' offense against that against the other team's defense. And I think that's going to be the tipping point. I think what, what I, you know, so what I think I, we mean when we say that is it's going to, uh, you know, our offense is not going to be able to generate enough. We're going to put them in decent mm-hmm. field position. So then what's going to happen is you're going to have a highly powered offense, always getting decent, good field, you know, decent field position against a really good defense, but you can only rely so much on a defense. Yep. If you keep doing that, it, it's not going to matter if how good the defense is this team is going to find ways to put points on the board. 
it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of approach that the Maulers take to this game. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm very interested. Again, this is a new team. This team has won uh, two, yeah. th- three games in a row. So, I mean, they're doing something right here. But th- this is this is the biggest challenge of the season. You go back That's and look true. at the earlier game this year, the, the Maulers only lost 24 to 20 to these guys. And I, and I can't recall that game off the top of my head. But they have they to go shut back down and, them. They have they to go shut back them down. figure out what the world they did in that game and figure out how to duplicate it and then some. Because, again, this Magoo is going to make things happen. Well, Hopefully they actually shut them down. They actually shut them down in that game. Uh, yeah. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at an article right now. They actually shut them down. We only so had like 100 a, and like two interceptions. We had two Mullers that do interceptions against them. So well, that's what we got to do. We got to, whatever it was that we did, we have to. Well, it was a late game touchdown on special teams. I think that's what happened with that loss. With um, the, the, when you played him in week five. The, the Stallions scored a late touchdown. Yeah. I, I yeah. remember I, to, a, to a degree. I remember we, we got a good chance of winning this game. I just don't remember exactly what happened. Uh, Maulers versus the Stallions, Saturday night, NBC, 8 o'clock p.m. I can't wait for one. I, You know what? Look, 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 in the, look at the XFL. That's the one thing that I have to keep saying to myself is this Arlington Renegades team that was, I, I think, the same record going into their playoffs. Mm-hmm. We're able to go in and knock off the number one team. Yeah, so, Derby's right. Yeah, the, we had we scored a late touchdown, and then boom, they had a kickoff return for a touchdown. And and it was punt, end of game. Yeah, so we, yeah, we we took them to down to the wire. It was a it was a close game. So like like Ryan was saying though, they they Mallers need to figure out what they did in that game to shut down that offense and do that and more. It should, you know, I mean, it should be somewhat of a similar game. And you would think that the Mullers offense had gotten better since then. But, you know, it so has yeah. so has Birmingham. I'm sure they yeah. have sat around on their hands and not done anything in the meantime, obviously. But it, it should, in theory, be a good game. I mean, you look at the record, you think, oh, I it, it, even if it's a good game, I could tell you how it's going to turn out. But let's hope that's not the case. Let, let's hope that we could get another uh, case of the, the Arlington Renegades or something. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to it be seems... tough. It's going to be a close game. I, I think it's going to be a close game just because of that, that Mueller's defense. They they have not slowed down all year. No. I think they had one game where they gave up more than 30 points, you know. So the, this defense can rise to the occasion. There's playmakers all over on that defense. I think they're going to – it's going to be a tight, tight game. Um, Before we switch entirely over to the diamond, one quick, one quick comment that I saw. I'm sure you guys saw it. Harry Kittles of TJ Watt. You're not going to be able to get past me. He says confidently about TJ Watt in the very first matchup of the season. What do you Who? guys think about the carry Kittles or what's his name? George Kittles, George, George Kittle. Kittles and TJ yeah. Watt matchup in week one, 11 Sundays from now. What do you guys think about that matchup? I, I he, last time they faced each other, uh, Watt didn't have a, t- didn't have a sack. When, when the hell did we even play them last? I don't oh, know. I, I don't know. But they they played once. And he That'd didn't be get a years sack. Ago. Yeah, he had, but he had, you know, Watt still had a, like an interception, a couple pass defenders in a sack. But, you know, Kittles, he, he's like, uh, I'm reading that quote and it's like saying, like, hey, you know, it's past 15 week, you're one on one versus Cam Jordan, you're one on one against uh, TJ Watt. Go for it. I'm like, hey, he gets paid millions of dollars to rush the pass. But I looked, I looked at, at, that adds an opportunity opportunity for me to be like you're not be 
not going to be able to get past me. I'm very excited about that. So he he's looking, he's ready for the challenge, which, you know, if you're not, if you don't have that mentality, why are you playing in the NFL? I agree. Yeah, uh, so he, to, it's, to I a, think it's going to be a it's going to be a good battle between those two. To a degree, in a sense that you know what, seventy six days away, save it a little closer to, to game day. I don't know. You're, you're talking trash, and, and here's not, the he thing. was asked. To, he was asked a question about pass blocking. But, but here's my listen. My point. My point is this: T.J. Watt is one of the best defensive players in the league. You're not going to be able to get past me. It is a challenge. Yes, I get it. Okay, it's he's confident with himself. Let's talk the trash on the field. Let's see if that really plays out that way. I'm going to put my money on TJ Watt and says he does get past him that day, but um, that's neither here nor there. Like I, I yeah, I because I, I read that article in the paper and I'm like, why are I? I just don't get it. He, like you know, he was asked a question, gave the gave an answer, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. So, you know, that's what I would if I if that if it's I like was him, a, it's like if, Cam, I, if, if if that you know he was asked a question and he's like, yeah, I'm confident in my abilities well, to go like up Cam against. Hey, we're being guys. asked a question well, about playing defensive line, and he much. says, yes, I'm one of the best in the. In the league, you're not one of the best in the league. Let's prove it on game day. That, that's all yeah, I'm well, saying. Well, Kittle has proved it on game day. He he held Walt without sacks before. Four years ago. I, I don't care about that, Mike. So he did it. He did it. Mike, I, I, I would be, I would be concerned if he goes. I would be concerned if he's like, oh, what, God, what does this have to do with this season? What does this have to do with this coming season? I don't know what I'm going to do. What does this have to do with this coming season? Nothing. You know, he, he, what I'm it's saying a track is, record that it's a it's a track record that you know Kittle. He played him he one time. That's not a track record. That you, you don't. He did it then, but he did it. But nobody cares about that. That's four years ago. Nobody cares. What I'm talking about, <laughs> prove it on the field. He Go did prove it. it on the field. He did. You keep saying prove it on the field, and he did. Mike, George Kittle's a hippie. Like nobody George even, Kittle's nobody one of the best tight ends in the game. Nobody even cares about a game four years ago. I'm talking about right now. People, people, things change. What I'm saying is it's the same as Cam Hayward saying that he's the best in the league in the offseason. Don't tell me in the offseason. Come show me in the, in the during the season, and then we'll know for sure. All it is right now is me taking your opinion. I don't care what you think. I don't care if you think that you're gonna stop him. That don't that don't mean nothing to anybody. So he's supposed, to say, he's supposed to say, oh, my God, T.J. Watt's going to blow me up. He's no. going to sack He's going to sack my quarterback seven, eight times. I don't know what I'm going to do. But you know what? We play. don't know if that's going to happen either. So it's just, again, it's just his – people are taking a person's word. Bring it on the field. Bring it on the field. He does bring uh, it on the field. He's one of the best tight ends in the league. Yeah, they don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Bring that doesn't, it on the field. That doesn't – but that, <laughs> Mike, you're, that's you're, like you're totally missing the point. That, that's the part that's so annoying. What's the point? The that point he's is they have a game coming confident. in 77 days. That's the only game yeah. that matters. I don't care yeah. about four years ago. I don't care about 75 years ago. I'm talking about this particular this particular quote going into that yeah. particular game 77 days from now. What he says has no validity to anything. Who cares? He that there's no, he's not a he's not a, a, a fortune teller. Not Travis Kelsey. <laughs> And screw Travis Kelsey if he said the same thing. If he's going to say it, bring it on the field. It's the same thing as Cam Hayward telling us is he's the best during the offseason. Nobody cares. If you had a good season how many years ago, nobody cares. Don't tell us. Do it. That's all. The new he doesn't. He doesn't year in, year out. He didn't know. He didn't play this game at 76 games from now is what I'm saying is the part that you're not getting. So, so the past doesn't matter. So the past doesn't matter. In sports, one game for, four for, years ago, no, it doesn't matter. Absolutely correct. So then, all so okay, I'll remember that the next time you say, like, historically, the Steelers are the best team in the North because that doesn't matter. That was in the past, Mike. You, you, no, 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 way no, no. Over your the past, head. You're saying way, way over your head, and you're not going to get it. But then the past doesn't matter. You're not going to get it. You move the goalpost every time you have an argument. 
You say no, one day you say the past the matters, and the next day no, the past no, doesn't matter. No, these are the things that you do in your your turn. No, is, no, no, Mike. This is just so you stupid. said. Prove it on the field. He Mike, has this is proved silly. It on the field that he can one game DJ five Watt. years ago. Nobody. Cared. I'm talking about the shit he's talking right now. He's not talking shit. He no, he's talking about a honestly. game that's coming up in 77 days. He's not talking about a game that he played five years ago. He's talking about what he's going to do five months from now, three months. Nobody cares. Do it. Do it. That's all I got to say. Just do it. He said he's looking for. So he if, looks if, at if it DJ as an Watt opportunity. Him, I am going to get on here and pound your shit because it, five years ago he had a good game that means nothing to nobody now. But it if means DJ Watt to happens to get by him on this comment that, 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 that George Kittle's made right here, like, I'm trying, then you're, I'm if you're to, wrong, I'm, then you're going to be as wrong as anything. We're I'm looking at this comment. Shit, you're going you're to twist it and turn it and say a moving field goal post. That's what I'm saying. You're you're just not getting it. We have to move I, on. I'm trying to look at it. Like, he's like, I look at this as an opportunity for, for me to okay. be like, you're not going to get past me. How is that tr- talking trash? He's taking it as a challenge. That is so That makes crazy. no sense. It makes no sense to crazy, me. To where Mike. you and other Steeler fans are seeing like as a disrespect towards TJ Watt. I, I don't know. get it. I'm not I don't saying it's a disrespect. It. I'm just saying show it on the field. And not like he has showed ago. it on the field. He, he showed, showed, showed it on the field. Five then he showed ago. it on the field. It's on film. It's on film. It's on film. That means nothing. It's on film. nothing. Okay, so then all okay, I'll remember. So, so the win that Tim Tebow about, had over yeah, the wait, Steelers seventeen years ago, it, you know what? Nobody cares about that. If he would come out and say, "Well, I beat the Steelers in the playoffs," nobody gives two shits. That don't mean nothing. If he was coming out to play the Steelers next month, that would be what, what matters. You see what I'm saying? Nobody cares, Mike. Past performance is predicted. One game you, five you years ago is, is a terrible thing something. to go by in any sport, believe no, me. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying he's done it in the past. You say he needs to prove it on the field, and he did prove it on the field. But for, because for it was in the past, it doesn't shit count. He's which... talking right now. He hasn't proved it. He's talking about the next time they play. He's not talking shit. He says he looks at it as an opportunity. Again, that's what the, you're right. That is your Proof words. I'm sorry. You did say talking can't... shit. I didn't say talking you shit. You're 100% right. No, I didn't. I'm saying this quote that he made is pointed toward the game 76 days from now. Correct? Can you agree on that? He was asked the quote how, that he made how right he here that we're reading is, is being pointed toward the game seventy six days from now. He correct? was asked who he, who he thinks the best. Okay, see if you can't answer a simple as a tight end question, is, and he said, "I think this is me. obviously a conversation that you shouldn't be having." We have to move on. It's baseball be, because time. you've lost the, the argument. This is Mike, what you I didn't do. Lose anything. You, you made no sense literally the whole time. Matter. You, you literally bat, made you try to no with sense with bullshit. And then you turn things around and accuse it on other people to make it look like people. Get out of here! You're you're insane with that. It's crazy. It's silly talk. Silly talk. Silly. He 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 has done it. Okay, and you there don't want to accept the fact that you were wrong. Uh, anybody okay, okay. listening, you do on. have the right to make your own opinion. Make your opinion. Uh, we got to move on, guys. Over to baseball. The Pirates faced the Marlins in Game Four. Game Four of a four-game set that they were down two games to one. They come into this game. And I got to tell you something, guys. The pitching staff on this team over this past four games that the Pirates have, it's all against the Marlins. Three and one, they lost the series. Three to one. Listen to this. Oviedo pitched seven innings, gave up one run. Keller pitched seven innings, gave up one run. Ortiz pitched eight innings, gave up one run. Bido pitches five and two thirds, gave up two runs. And we lost all four of those games. We don't have the offense to do anything. Anything. And I'm going to give you the numbers to prove it. The other day, I gave you some, some players, and it was 0 for 76. Well, it didn't improve for most of them because Bay, Sawinski, Castro, and Hedges are combined 0 for 84 right now in the last 84 at-bats. 
That's eight wow. games for Bay, 10 games for Jack, eight games for Castro, and the last seven games for Hedges. None of these guys had got a single hit. But that those were in the past. Those stats don't matter. We're going to talk about what's going to happen today. So the uh, if you get this dominant kind of pitching, Mike, it was literally over the weekend, and it's the game we're talking about. So, again, you, you don't past. see what we're talking about about you don't understand that was in the, past. the conversation so we, we have to move on in, mike we can't continue this that's in the past it goes your way we're gonna sit here and yell at each other for 20 I, that, we can't do that this is the show yeah the, the show is us talking sports so the pirates lose this series three games to one and and, and again you're, you're getting winning pitching i mean that's winning pitching but you can't score what they got shut out yesterday two nothing pirates dropped 35 42 35 and 42 Marlins lead the series 45 and 34. The division breaks down. The Reds are at the top. The Brewers are half game out. The Cubs are three games out. Pirates are five and a half. Cardinals are eight and a half. Pirates are going into a series against the uh, Padres tomorrow night. The Padres are coming to town. The Reds are taking on the Orioles. Brewers are getting the Mets. The Cubs are getting Philly. The Cardinals are getting Houston. Again, these, I mean, these are good teams, but the Pirates, you have to be confident that they're at least going to win anything. They're not winning anything. They're going as backwards into this all-star break as, as you would have probably predicted at the beginning of the right. season. But um, there it is. I, I don't think it's going to get any better. It's not. And there's there's no help in sight either in, the, in that minor league system. And they, you know, we brought up Davis, we brought up what Gonzalez, they really haven't done much. There's like our best pitching prospect has like a four point ERA down in triple A and he's only like, what, 21, 22. There's, there's no help in sight. And the GM, you know, he's not going to do anything because like he said, you know, hey, we were fourth place team. That's what we see ourselves as. So why, why is he going to go out and do anything? The owner's not going to spend any money. It's, but uh, I don't know. Do they need to change that hitting coach is terrible because everyone looks oh. at looks at the same pitch every day. We're just gonna look at fastballs right down the middle because God forbid we swing at those. I remember that from back gun in the days when Cam Bonifay was GM. You like you never want to take a swing at that first pitch. So everyone's throwing heaters <clears throat> right down the middle. It's it's this organizational like philosophy from top down makes no sense offensively. Well, you got J1 Bay who can't even uh, you know, or who's a Connor Joe couldn't execute a bunt. Like, how do you bunt? You do that from Everyone knows how to bunt. He hasn't he had a bunt, bunt yet in the majors. It's comical, man, bunt. how bad this offense is. And when they do kind of get, you know, a chance to win, the manager comes out and messes it up. It's just comical. They, they, they find a way, they find new ways to lose. You know, Mike, and it's not even the, you know, you, we, we say the, the hitting coach and the team, the guys aren't hitting. Oh, for 84 between four players is. <laughs> That's bad. It's it's in its own it's it's in its own stat field. It doesn't even you know these kind of things don't happen to even bad players and bad teams. This, no. this is this is of this proportions is, that, that most people never saw before. No, it's like and it precipitous drops. Not even from, does, like you don't, don't even you know yeah I understand you know that first month they were on fire there was going to be a drop they have just been dropping month after month after month. They how do you forget how to hit? Oh, entirely. <laughs> How do you forget entirely? I I can see if your 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 average drops, but oh for eighty four. Like I can understand like one guy going through a slump. Just what four guys right in that slump. 
That is, that is organizational. Two, and that just is not two days individual. ago, it was six guys. There were six yeah. guys on this list that, that got removed because they might have gotten a hit or whatnot. Yeah. So that that is, you know, this is how we want to play ball. And this, so this is what you're going to do. It, it Someone on that team, a player is going to have to stand up and say, what we are doing is not working. Well, we need to fix it now. Now something's, something's weird at work. And you walk in and there's that awkward feeling or, or something. Can you imagine mm-hmm. being the hitting coach showing up at the stadium every right? day? Like, if he gets fired, he's going to be the sacrificial lamb because it's not just him. Oh, he should. He no, he should be gone. The manager should be gone. The GM should be gone. The owner should be gone. But the only one I think is going to go it will be the hitting coach if they do fire anyone. He'll you know be the sacrificial lamb. And I think because of the title of his name, I, I think that he almost has to be the first guy. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's whether, unfortunate, but that's just the way it's going to be. You could be doing the best job you can. You could be doing a great job, and these guys could still go out and not hit. You know, you're kind of responsible for them, and it's unfortunate because again, you're you're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing, and they're they're just not. Come on, you can't, guys. It's your professional baseball, play, and it's gone on for Mike eight games for Bay, ten games for Jack, eight games for Castro, seven games. You you can't, especially collectively, as you said earlier. If it's one guy, you got to deal with it. Yeah. It's the and whole damn team. It's the whole damn team. And now it's starting to bleed over into, I just saw this on Twitter, it's starting to bleed over into the draft. Um, oh God, uh, Cruz, the, the kid out of um, LSU, who's just lighting the world on fire yeah. the world, or at the College um, World Series. There, there's reports out saying that he does not want to sign for the Pirates. <laughs> like, <laughs> and some describe it as not interested, some as maybe just a negotiation ploy. And the Pirates are looking into options as to who else to draft other than this guy. This guy's like the number one, number two prospect in the draft. His teammate, who's the pitcher, I think, you know, those are like the top two guys that the Pirates are looking at. He's not wanting to come here. What we need is a bat, someone who can hit. And this kid's like, no, I'm not going to that piss poor organization. Mm. So even if we draft him and they offer him all kinds of money, he's going to turn it down. It's just wild how bad this shows how, you know, what you do on the field matters to everything else. If you you can't show that you're trying to and trying to improve, that's going to affect you down into the draft because baseball draft is different. You know, this guy can go like, you know what? I'm not going to sign. I'm going to go play independent ball and get drafted next year and still be the first overall pick and still make money. You know what? It's probably best that he doesn't come here anyway. It's I know. Because we would ruin everybody. this kid. We would ruin him. He would sit in the minor so he's 27, 28. Oh. And- <laughs> Just a waste his career. And uh, this is the kind of, like the way he was playing. That's the kind of guy you want on your team. He's fiery. He wants to play. He loves to win. He hates to lose. You want that guy on your team. And they well, they draft him and they might not be able to sign him. This is just hysterical. I just can't get over how bad this story gets. You know, you, and the thing is, you look at teams, and, and let's say football for an example, like the Cardinals, who are just, you know, historically okay, and here we go with the historical, but, but what's what I'm saying? Teams that just aren't never good. How are you never, ever, 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 ever any good? What, why even exist as, as a team? Is you know, another question I have, like somebody like the Browns, I've I seen that they lost more games than anybody over the past 20 years or something like this. Do you think that they have the same ideas, Mike, that the, that the people in ownership in Pittsburgh with the Pirates have, you think they're just, they're satisfied with putting asses in seats because there's a thing at Brown stadium. They, they feel the stadium just like the Steelers do every week. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you think that, you know, they play the same game in football too? Do you think that these people say, you know what? I, I don't care. I mean, if we win good, but you know what, we're making the money off of, off of the ticket sales. 
do you think this goes on? You know, is this the case with some of these other teams and other leagues as it is with the Pirates? Because I, I can tell you what, I hate it. I hate this. And if I, I can, was any, I, I see it more as like a baseball thing because in football, yeah, the Browns suck, but they, they're out there that they're making, they make some boneheaded moves, but they also make some moves that are like, that was a good move. That was a good signing. Like when they went and drafted Miles um, Garrett first, first overall, that was a smart move. They've made some good moves and they made some bad moves just because they've had some bad football people running, but that order, you know, he, he, he's at least trying. So I, I can see it. I see it more in baseball because they have that revenue sharing. They, more than and there's no salary cap in baseball or in football you have to spend up to a certain amount at least <clears throat> so where in baseball you can spend as little as you want and make money and that's what the buckos do that's what you see like you know the a's ownership doing they're spending as little as possible and making making money whereas like football baseball basketball not yeah basketball has a, a soft salary cap as well so they you know you in those sports you have to spend a, at least up to a certain level so you're you- forced to be competitive so I think it's a baseball thing where teams will, owners will just like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to spend as little as possible. Cause I know I'm getting a guaranteed revenue from the league. So I don't have to spend that much. And if hey, people come up, that's a bonus. Derpy, are you, are you, are you available? Yeah, I'm here. Derpy, wait, you know, here's the thing. You, you share lives with people who, who are Browns fans. I'm fortunate yes. enough to say that I, I don't. But I, I, I need to turn, I need to turn to you for your expertise. I mean, what what are the people in, that are Cleveland fans? I mean, what what's the thought process? What's because we're very very frustrated with the Pirates. But here's the thing: football is number one. If it was yeah. the Steelers and we were going through this for, like I said, the, the Browns lost more games than anybody in the last twenty years, and and I mean you know the history of everything here. What, what's the what's the general mindset of people? Where are they frustrated? Are they are they ready to throw people out of town? Are they what's what's the you know what's the mindset of people who are Cleveland Brown fans, Derpy? Um, they're crazy, and that's all I got. They're crazy. We know that. I mean, we, we know <laughs> that. But do, do they justify it? Most they... people just drink it away, basically. Yeah. Their misery. Like, like you could see it though on Browns fans. Like you see it online. They're passionate about their team. They want to win. They're they're like you know. Pirate fans and Brown fans are kind of like kindred spirits. They both want winners. I mean, and, they had know, a parade for a losing season. That was well, amazing. You, I love you know, it. That's, you know, hey, you got to do what you got to do. They didn't one crazy. single game, celebrate. right? That was why they did it, because they didn't win a single game. Yeah, yeah you know, you, you're, making fun of, yeah, you're making fun of the owner. Like, hey, you better get your shit together. You know, we're going to embarrass you. I think it's amazing. I, I love that. I, I, that was the best thing I've ever seen come out of Cleveland. I got to tell you. You know, if I was a Browns fan, I would have been at the parade, too, and be like, you know, like this is what you, you know. This is what the ownership wanted. This is what we're gonna give you. We're gonna embarrass you, and we're gonna, you know, make fun of this situation. I, I like part of me feels bad for the Browns fans because you know I'm a Pirate fan. I know what it's like to a team that had a history of winning, of success, and then you're just in a sea of waste now. And, and you know, and, and for every good move the Browns make, they make three bad decisions. And it's like, you know, and the thing is, I mean, it's not only a sea. This this is an ocean with these, these, these yeah. the, the badness of these teams. Yeah. Like and like the Browns have good players, the... man. They have one of the best offensive lines in the league, but they the two of the best running backs, a damn good tight end, and they can't do anything with that team. Coaching, you know, sea, coaching, coaching. A sea of bad things would be five to seven years, yeah. which I think is an extremely long time to not be any good at, at, at yeah. a sport. 
30 I, I and you know people i guess we had that 10 years ago whatever that was we made the playoffs a couple of years and the browns made the playoffs. I, I don't know i don't know yeah the browns you know as much as i want to talk shit on them they did beat us in the they have more the most recent playoff win than us um also it sucks we, to say it hurts before we start to wrap things up mike the penguins did uh name their director of hockey operations yes, and I legal affairs that. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but we'll give it a try. His first name is Vuki, <clears throat> apparently Vuki, and his last name is M-P-O-F-U. M-P-O-F-U is the gentleman's last name. I don't want to butcher it too bad. So I, yes, I will wait till it. I hear it. Someone yeah. say it. So Vuki. Uh, yeah. He came from, if I remember, did he not come from uh, Las Vegas? When I read it, was like Vegas was very good at massaging the salary cap. Mm, okay. So this is why, you know, he... he Hey, this could be our new. This could be our Omar Khan because Omar right. Khan was the guy. He was the salary cap guru, and if this is the guy that was working magic on that LA or that excuse me that Vegas salary cap, I'm all for it. We like massages, so I'm, I'm down. <laughs> Mike, why don't you tell everybody about the website? Brother? Oh my god, I hate you. <laughs> we go back to yelling about George Kittle. <laughs> well, if we more, don't, this conversation is going to go back to Deshaun more, Watson more because we were talking about, about you, the Browns and then you talking about and, creepy massages. Yeah, I we got right? we got to wrap it up, man. <laughs> Twodumbyinters.com. It has more links. The ones down here, I personal, um, uh, what you call it? Uh, socials. Ryan's more. He has more socials on there as well. With email address on there we have our merch store and remember you can get your bob nothing merch over to dominions.com show your displeasure all right as much as we hate to do it and i'm gonna i'm not doing this all season i'm just i'm just telling you that we're, as soon as football starts this pirates uh opponent trivia is done i'm debating on whether even waiting that long but they <laughs> we do. might have to we might have to nix it after uh, after the all-star break yeah the Pirates do start hosting the Padres starting tomorrow night. So I'm going to give us – we're going to start with some San Diego Padres, the Fathers. They're in a slump too. They are in a slump. It's not a good team. So I'm sure I'm sure we'll lose. But here we go, some San Diego Padres trivia. Plain and simple, guys. What year were the San Diego Padres founded? And if you want uh, selections with that, if you want a choice – uh, go ahead and mull it over in a moment. Let me know. We are live seven days a week from Monday to Sunday, every day at 1130 a.m. You can check us out right here. And the show that we do live every day gets uploaded over to Spotify at 8 o'clock in the evening. So if you're just more into a podcast or maybe you just like to listen in the car at the gym, whatever, you could always go over to Spotify and put the brand new show of the day on every single day, seven days a week. All right, guys, what year was the San Diego Padres founded? Do you guys want, um, you want choices? I was just going to take a stab in the dark. All right. You can have choices. There's two lifelines. You can have choices or you can have a hint. Or you don't have to take either Oh, I'll take one. a hint. I'll take a hint. Mike wants a hint. hint. What about you, Derby? Do you want choices? Do you want a hint? Or do you want no lifeline at all? Hint. All right. So here's the hint, guys. Are you ready? I'm the ready. Hint, the hint is the San Diego Padres were founded the year that both the Mets and the Jets were champions of their respective sport. One more oh. time, the year the San Diego Padres were founded were the year that the Mets and the Jets were champions in their respective sport. All right, I'm going to start I'm going to start with Derpy. Derpy, what do you think? What nice. year were the San Diego Padres nice. founded? Hmm. Derpy has got his 
chat CBT up right now. Yes, he does. He has something up. Match Jet. Oh, crap. Uh-huh. I, I misspelled Jet. Oh, oh, hurry up. Get the get, oh, t- 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 oh. What do you got, Derby? So, if I recall, 68. 1968. No, 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 I'm just breaking it down. Okay. Yeah, no, keep keep talking your answer out. It's good for the show. Dude. Okay, can oh come on. I I have it on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, if you think let me think hard enough at you, Derpy, and see if that helps. You ready? Yeah. Come on, Derpy. Mm-hmm. Um... It can't be it can't be the 80s, it can't be the 70s. Did that help? Did it did it arrive in thought, Derpy? Do, 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 do. Derpy. Derpy. Screw it. 69. 69. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Now is this 1969? Yes. All right. <laughs> All right, Derpy. There we go. Uh, I don't I don't know. That's just All right. a guess. 69 that's your final answer yeah all right this is one of the better numbers i like it i like it cannot dispute that mike what year were the san diego padres founded they were founded the same year that both the mets and the jets won the championship in their own respective sport i'm gonna go with 1969 nice 1969 What else happened in 69? Was there Joe Namath? Maybe um, Summer of Love, baby. The Amazons, the Joe Namath's prediction. Yes. Uh, what year were the San Diego Padres founded? And the guy said 1969, and that is correct. It was 1969. A lot of, a lot of amazing things that year. Woodstock, the Amazons. The Mets and the Jets won that year. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? You know what? If, Jets, if the Mets wouldn't have won in 86, that would have been the last time that both of those teams would have won the uh, the World Series, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Which would have been funny because uh you know what that is very that's correct guys great job 1969 great job as always derpy you got anything before we take off man enjoy the weather enjoy go the swimming weather. something do something somewhere like it's gonna be about 80 degrees today so that's pretty decent mike what about you man oh 76 days till we see george kittle versus tj watt I can't believe I keep I keep calling him Carrie Kittle. You know who Carrie, like, who Do you remember who Carrie Kittle about? was? Do you remember who he was? He was a basketball player out of yeah. Villanova. Yeah. He went to the pros. Carrie uh-huh. uh, Kittle. I, I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> uh see, but Mike is right. Eleven Sundays from now, 76 days, George Kittle, uh, TJ Watt. I'm more worried about Trent Williams versus TJ. Oh, wait, no, Trent's on the other side. Never mind. Do you know that um TJ Watt's name is Trent Jordan. Oh, yes, I know because oh. all the Yinzers on Twitter, they just call him Trent Jordan. And they I, I didn't know this till just like over the last two days. Trent oh. Jordan. Oh yeah. I figured being, you know, Wisconsin guys was probably, you know, Tom Tom Jordan. and Jerry Jordan. Tom Tom Jerry. You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't I expect Trent Jordan. I can't with you. Thomas James is kind of where I was going. Maybe something like this, you know. <laughs> Thomas Jan, the Punisher. Yeah. But anyway, we do want to say thank you for checking us out. We hope that you continue to do so. As Mike did state, it is 76 days away. Chris Hoke, 
Chris Hoke, Hokey my man. Baby. For the two dumb users, Derpy, Mike, myself. Everybody have a great day. Enjoy this weather, and we'll see you in the morning. Bye-bye. See you. See you. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs>